Also, this is better for my ears. Wow. <laughs> I know it feels like well, peaceful now. <laughs> that was, I'm, it's funny, my anxiety went down a little bit. I didn't realize no, what it was. I get, I can't handle certain sounds. Like I can't think. <laughs> We're all the same. I really it's can't. Hilarious. And I get like, I can't hear people. Yeah. And it's not, I can hear them, but like, it's, it's my brain gets like well, scattered. So there's a type of, well, when you are not this happens too, but there's a type of actual um, sensory like overload or distortion that occurs where you can hear what's further away than what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that will happen to me. So I would get really frustrated when I'd be working with a client because someone would be having a conversation really loudly across the room mm-hmm. at Stretch Lab and I could hear them better than my client. Mm-hmm. And I would get so annoyed because it's like, Oh, I get that but happens to me yeah it's yeah. just a type of like what disorder or something is it to try to keep yourself protected from what's here so personally how I've interpreted based on the things I've researched and talking to people about it is it has to do with like hyper vigilance mm. and being able to like that detect what's so. happening oh, that that makes sense. Right? I'm extremely hyper vigilant yeah. I have to I I say like it's like I have like, I'm an octopus with tentacles and Mm. my senses are everywhere all at once, picking up everything. I constantly know what's around me at all times. Yes. I don't even need to look because I have my octopus tentacles out and I've gotten that much in tune and like, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it can read energy so well that I like know exactly who's doing what, where. And then that would make sense. My ears would like tune into things (laughs) like around me right so I'm picking up on stuff but then I'm not fully like present mm-hmm. fully here because things are going on everywhere else and it's like as my understanding has gone like it has to do with like mirroring neurons it has to do with survival mm-hmm. it has to do with like our childhood trauma and mm-hmm. just having to be that sensitive mm-hmm. for our own survival mm-hmm. and so our sensitivities are super tuned mm-hmm. and like we're hyper aware and it's been a practice, but this is why I love meditation because when you're doing mm-hmm. meditation, you're pulling all your senses in, mm-hmm. you learn how to draw everything inward and how to block everything out. Mm-hmm. So I've actually in my meditation practice, it has allowed me to get much better at noticing when I'm tuning out or when I'm like, when I'm tuning into what's outside of me mm-hmm. and then how to be more present with people like right here. It's cool. I also get, I call it audible stress. I've like made up the word is that <laughs> and I've been legit. saying this for a long time though, for like years, I've been talking about my audible stress for like a really long time. When things are like a certain stress, like frequencies, loudness, or like repetitive noises, mm-hmm. it, I get like anger, yes. anger. And I get super like stressed out and my brain gets scattered and I need things to be lowered to. And as I've gotten more open and I've progressed on the journey and became more, um, ascended, mm-hmm. I, I became more and more and more. Um, and this is away from the hypervigilance, uh, just certain frequencies, certain sound decibels. It, I can't handle mm-hmm. it that need because as you like go up the scale it's like that mm-hmm. like let's say like a car with like really loud music or to go like into a club right where it's like mm-hmm. decibels to make you like check out and mm-hmm. not plug in and hear your own guides and your intuition 
it's a distraction. So anything that's oh, okay. distracting anything decibels, that. I even like garbage trucks, I get really angry about garbage trucks in the morning because they're so fucking loud and they're clanky. And it's like, we have all this technology. How are we still having a clanky, loud garbage <laughs> truck? And they're just like going through the neighborhood being so clanky and loud to a really unnecessary degree of loudness. Uh -huh. And I just really don't understand why we can't fix that at this point. Because that makes just so all sense. these just, and up here, I think why I got even more tuned into it is this apartment being right over Ventura mm -hmm. and the parking lot. I hear, I get so much noise. Mm -hmm. So the loud cars, I'm like, why? <laughs> why do, why? You pick up on all of it. Everything. Like there was the when the armenians like a couple years ago were really mad about someone saying something somewhere and then all, i know sorry i'm not being like no someone said something on the news somewhere and i don't have the facts and but they all came outside of cbs studios and for two nights in a row from 10 o'clock till past 12 midnight they were laying on their horns and driving oh. around in circles. And it was like hundreds of people were out there. I had literally nowhere to go in my home to make the noise stop. Yeah. Because my entire apartment faces or even the back wall is like right there to the boulevard. And when it was two nights, like I literally was like, I was not okay. Like, I almost wanted to go down there and be like, I get it. I support you guys. But like, seriously, like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Well, think about it. If they're honking their horns, like, and even you're talking about the garbage truck, every, the ambulance, the police sirens, they're all sounds specifically designed to get your attention. Mm -hmm. And with us, our nervous systems are so on alert that it's just like being hit yeah. so <laughs> many times. And we're just like, ah, yeah, like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's too much. Like, I don't like, so I went to a concert the other day. I'd, I had earplugs in the entire time because I was so, so sensitive to it. I don't even like movie theaters as much anymore. I try to avoid movie theaters. I won't go to IMAX or anything mm -hmm. because it's just too much. It's too overstimulating. Mm -hmm. And I used to think that there was something wrong with me. Now I've just like accepted it. I'm like, I'm totally cool. Because we're just with not being I think it's like, I think it's both. I think it's the hyper vigilance that from trauma, from childhood or from the XYZs. But I also think it's spiritual. Oh, like totally. I, you know what I mean? And it's like a combination. Or if we want to flip it, like if we want to look at it from a positive angle, that it's not even hypervigilance in the negative sense of being traumatized from, it's just that we came into this world with our gifts of being overly aware because we're meant to be overly aware. To well, do I have the work a theory about this to too. I have okay, a theory about yeah. this too. I've talked with my friend about it where I'm like, I personally think that the more sensitivities you have to your physical body, the higher ascended you are mm -hmm. because you're so close to like a spiritual realm, mm -hmm. realm that you no longer identify with your body and that you're not in alignment with it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. So that people that are like totally like fine with their bodies or whatever, I'm like, okay, because you're still really connected to the human part. You mm -hmm. know, you're still really human. Where when I see people that have, because it's for me at least, people that I've met that are so spiritually gifted or have so also have a lot of health issues mm -hmm. <laughs> they uh -huh. are not doing well with their physical body and I'm like maybe it's because it's like the vibrations are not together because it's like you're about to leave it like you're about to not be <laughs> right. in it anymore I don't know I have <laughs> had personal health issues but I just have felt like I didn't know what to do in this I think we talked about this before on an episode we ended up not airing <laughs> where 
It's a long story. We talked about it. I talked about that. Where I didn't, I've never like up until recently known what to do with my arms. <laughs> like, is that why you're an octopus? You're yeah. Just- like, I'm just like, and the, these limbs, and I was a dancer. I was a dancer my whole life, trained ballerina. And I always felt like the arm extension, like this thing, like I never, like it was just this weird, like, and when I would be in social situations, like I would never like know what to do with my fucking arms. Like it was just that. this weird appendage that like, so I would always stand like crossed or like crossed with my arms behind my back. So I'm like, I didn't know, like it was really uncomfortable in my arms. You're just not identifying with your human body. <laughs> Hilarious. So that, that may, all of it, I think it's all, you know, it's all a part of it, right? Like whether it's honed, whether it comes from the trauma or we came in, I think I came in already sensitive. Mm-hmm. I believe we chose our parents and for the experiences oh, yeah. that we me- were meant to go through to fill upon our purpose here so whatever it is we're all very tuned in very sensitive and that can be challenging to be a human on the planet with those sensitivities mm-hmm. and a lot of the dis-ease that we experience starts off as energetic anyway yeah. um but it's funny that you say that about the body stuff because I I generally agree but then the guy that I'm seeing Brian he's so in his body and so grounded but also very very expanded in consciousness yeah so I'm like whoa this is interesting because I've actually haven't encountered that in many people but when I talk about identifying with the body I mean more so like think about it this way like you see those people that could keep whatever they want and like be really big Mm -hmm. and like but somehow they're still alive and thriving and doing you know what I mean but like us I have like skin issues I get like rashes or I'm like oh my ears I'm so sensitive and like I'm sensitive to light and like all these sensitivities that I'm like maybe the reason that's happening is because like I'm disconnecting from my my physical body because Mm -hmm. I want something more I want something that's not here anymore you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. yes and oh hi you're listening to Cray Tricks Culture (laughs) I am your host, Sarah Wolf. We are co-hosting today with Jess Hendrick, and our guest is Teal, just Teal. <laughs> Hi, guys. You're a yoga instructor, body worker. Yes. What, I forgot to ask you what your official no. title is in this world. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know. I'd like to say transformational coach. Transformational yeah, coach. Because I, I, love it. I use my different modalities. So, like, I study Ayurvedic medicine, so I'm an Ayurvedic educator. Um, I'm a stretch therapist. Um, I teach meditation, breath work, and yoga. And so I use those different modalities to help people pinpoint where their blockages are, mm-hmm. whether it's emotional, spiritual, physical. And then we, you know, I help guide them so that they can overcome it. So whether that means like they're creating self-confidence or they want to come off of like a certain medication or get out of an addiction or work through something emotionally, like whatever they need, I just mm-hmm. use any modality to help them get through it. Amazing. So, yeah. And then obviously we all know Jess at this point, unless you're first tuning in, Jess is a conscious relationship coach. Yes, she is. Hi guys. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to our our, inter- our our introduction where we just, per normal, jumped right in. So I just thought I would quickly yeah, introduce the show and everyone here because we've been off to the races. <laughs> someone is guiding this <laughs> yeah, not right. us not us it's not us i love that you just said that because yeah. that is how we experience mm-hmm. this is that we literally come together mm-hmm. and it's becomes a channel and things just come channeled through and we don't even really plan what we're going to say mm-hmm. i mean and then there's themes obviously just in the collective energy and within our own lives that just come through really organically and and 
but we do say that every time it feels like we're channeling. It's just, yeah, we just open up the space. And then I always like, once I started getting comfortable in doing this and really started dropping in, I really feel that the, the spirit collective, Mm -hmm. you know, and like all of our guides and, and whatever messages need to come through if, and that's what helped me just kind of like, like not get nervous and relax into this. And really, because I've found every single time what is meant to come through comes through Mm -hmm. and what the messages that are meant to be shared, it just kind of happens. But when it's like new people coming in, Mm -hmm. like I was saying earlier, like, what do we, what do we want to talk about today? Just so we have like a, a guiding point, but we, we had already like that's why I was just press record because we already like <laughs> dropped into like a really beginning great conversation and we can just keep going with it. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to. No, I love the, um... that you cut me off because when I, when I'm listening back to these, sometimes I'm like, wait, what are we? Cause it just goes right into it. And mm-hmm. there have been a few where we, we are off to the races and then it's like, wait, Oh, hi, we're blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I'm really glad that you did that. Thank you. Um, and what I was going to share is that I just had this experience this past week because what I found is the more, the more that I do my healing and clearing of my own, you know, body and energy and all the things, the more sensitive I become, which is awesome, but holy shit too. Mm -hmm. And even to the point where, um, I got my hair done in like Tustin, which is not close to where I live. And my, my hairstylist recommended this Mexican restaurant and she, and I was like, Ooh, I want Mexican. So I went after, and from the moment I even when I walked in the door, I was like, uh, no, like the energy's off here, but I'm hungry. I'm just going to get something. It's fine. And then I got the food and the, the energy of the food I could sense and feel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not really going to eat much of this because I could tell. And it was just so like, it's, it's almost like there's maybe a lack of awareness around the kind of consciousness you were describing before mm-hmm. with like, you know, not really being aware of what, and listen, I sometimes eat things that aren't like super high vibe or whatever, but it was fascinating to me that I could feel the energy of every single thing. And then I was talking with a couple of friends who are like very tuned in and they said, yeah, because that, those kind of restaurants, especially like in that area of town are going to be just full of like seed oils and crap and like preservatives and chemicals. And I was like, well, I felt all of it. Even I the energy of the people preparing that. Them. Yes. So what's really interesting. I don't want to, cause I don't want to like slam the name of this restaurant, No. but there is a restaurant right below me. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that every time I go there and the food's not bad food, it's even like coined to be like a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm have a weird feeling in me after I eat it. And it's not because I ate anything yeah. bad. Mm. And I have like, it's just something about the energetics of that place. Maybe because it used to be a McDonald's mm. there's, I just got that, that Ooh, there's some maybe. lingering vibe or it's just like whoever's preparing. energetically preparing it. Mm. It like something's just off. And I always have this like weird, icky feeling in me after. And one time I went down to Mendocino, I'm not Mendocino. I went down to Tender Greens and I was going to pick up, I'd ordered ahead. So I'm going to pick up takeout. And this girl has my food in her hands and she's just about to put it in the bag. And then this manager guy comes over and starts like yelling at her. 
And then she gets really angry because she just got yelled at. And I was like, no, 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 don't, don't, not near my face. No, it's and like and then I took the food and I actually did some energy work on it. And I like blessed her. I'm like, she doesn't know, it's not her fault. I'm not mad at her. I was like, why did you have to do that right there over my food? And like she put it in the bag and gave it to me. I'm like, shit. No, I believe in all this stuff because so I told you I was. So I'm studying Ayurveda medicine. Mm-hmm. My so it's two things. So my one teacher, my yoga teacher, she will not let anyone but her boyfriend prepare her food. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that she makes, she makes for herself. Because mm-hmm. she said she's like, I don't need anyone else's energy mm-hmm. in my body. Is she a Josh X follower? She might be. I don't know. Because Josh X is he's uh, a spiritual teacher who's really big on that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and him and his wife are the only two people that will allow interesting like he won't go out ever he doesn't let anyone mm-hmm. yeah she won't do any of that yeah. and she's even very picky about where her food comes from then yeah and how she prepares it and then it's funny because so I grew up very religious where I was always taught to pray over my food mm-hmm. and I hated it I'd be like Ugh. now my mom laughs at me because I will like take a moment and like <laughs> pray but in Ayurveda that's what they're saying it's like there's many reasons to do it I'll even when I'm cooking I left because people are like oh my god your food tastes so good I was like yeah because I literally say love affirmations as mm-hmm. I'm cooking it I will not cook food for other people if I'm not in a good mood mm-hmm. I will purposely put on music to put me in a good mood mm-hmm. if I I'll notice midway through of like oh, I'm not okay and I'll like reset and I'll literally be going, like I love you like I, <laughs> I do that in my food and people will be like oh it tastes good and I'm like yeah because I don't bring my anger into it and then it's funny because my I love him to death, but my brother can be a little fiery. And he was cooking one time and he was really angry when he was cooking. His food was so spicy. It gave me heartburn. Wow. Because that's the same fire anger. Mm-hmm. And I could feel it. And I'm like, this did not sit well with me. And then it, I picked up on it. I was like, oh, he was like really angry tonight when he was cooking. And I could oh. feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. And it's funny too, because like even that yoga instructor, she won't, she said to me, because I go back and forth with me and like, I'm in a moment right now where I don't know if I want to eat meat. I ate meat this past week. I felt the same way you did mm-hmm. where I haven't had like red meat really in a while mm-hmm. and I ate it and I did not feel well. Yeah. And my teacher, she, she said, she's like, you have to digest the consciousness mm-hmm. of whatever you consume. Mm-hmm. She said, and that's even like energetically. So like everything we're consuming, whether it's even on our phones mm-hmm. here, what we're looking at. So especially with your food, however, this person prepared it, you then have to consume it and your body has to break it down. Mm-hmm. She's like, so one, you got to get your digestion on all areas, physical, mental, spiritual on point. Mm-hmm. and like two you gotta really watch what mm-hmm. you're digesting mm-hmm. and I'm just like damn like it's mm-hmm. just so true like mm-hmm. you really do have to watch what you're consuming because then you have to be able to break it down mm-hmm. and if your body can't handle breaking down whatever you just put in mm-hmm. then it's gonna it's gonna that's how disease comes up mm-hmm. that's how like mm-hmm. mental disorders and like physical ailments come mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. that's important I mean there's so many layers to that <laughs> sounds so nutty but like no it no, <laughs> I mean the nutty podcast just kidding <laughs> but there's so for, like for some for some but I, but I feel it like we were saying uh, like we're that it's aware real. and sensitive like okay mm-hmm. I this is matcha right I quit caffeine two months ago uh-huh. I've had caffeine only a couple times since then I physically can feel the difference I can feel the uh-huh. moment it activates in my body mm-hmm. it changes my thinking it changes my thought process not as much with matcha but definitely with coffee mm-hmm. it changes my decision making coffee makes instantly changes my skin yeah in my face mm-hmm. it goes from dewy to dull damn See, 
And like, I haven't, I keep trying to quit coffee. I still haven't yet, but it's still like, once again, it's coming up really big on the agenda again of like, no, like now is the time. Like, mm-hmm. um, cause I'm actually facilitating a peyote retreat in two months. So I'm really being asked to cleanse out fully yeah. for it, to be able to hold fully the space for it. Um, but in Ayurvedic medicine, um, they, my friend's mom went, through it and became Mm -hmm. a practitioner and she was telling us how under a microscope they showed the how coffee looks under a microscope the crystals of it or whatever you want to call it and then how tea looks and that coffee is like really dark and like and then tea is like really bright and happy Mm -hmm. so you are ingesting that right so it's like kind of like Dr. Emoto's study of water right so it's like yeah it's like it very much so is the vibration um of what you're consuming me with meat i it's i not that i go back and forth like no i give my body what it needs when it needs it i do need and it's mostly i don't really eat anything other than red meat when i need meat um and i will consume red meat i just do extra like energetically prey on it but i also Mm -hmm. honor my body when it needs that And one of the big things, because I wasn't eating meat and I was strictly vegan. And then when I went to go um, study with Dr. Schellensberger for ozone therapy, when I got uh, certified in ozone therapy, when I started learning about uh, the mitochondria Mm -hmm. and why a lot of vegans actually, when people are like, no, if you become vegan, you get, you can get sick and whatever they, it's just people not really educated enough about how to feed their body properly and what to eat because once your mitochondrial function starts not functioning that will give you disease and your whole body will break down so you can take beta alanine supplements um and the only uh, legumes will help you and then also beta alanine is found in red meat so i will give my body that for my iron content and I do it around my cycle um, and to just keep my beta alanine levels up and that so my mitochondria is functioning properly so that's why I decided after I learned that Mm -hmm. that I would like not every day not every week like once a month then I bring red meat in very consciously um, to just and I'm like if you want to do eating for your blood type I don't know how much that affects or not, but just I've, I'm, oh, so like, Me too. I just know like, okay, if that's a real thing. Yeah, you know I'm, what you need. Yeah, and like, then I, I uh, to me, it's like I've wrecked, a, like I, I'm okay with what I'm doing, right? Yeah, even in yeah. Ayurvedic medicine, it's funny because they, they'll say that in India, they don't really do it here, but in India, they'll sneak meat into some vegan's food mm. because they need it. Mm. like they and it's and like because ayurvedic isn't like a vegan thing they'll tell you how to eat meat but there are a lot of people that are vegan or are plant-based or mm-hmm. don't eat meat in ayurveda and they said that depending on the almond and depending on what their body needs that they'll actually have to like sneak bone broths or stuff mm. into people's food <laughs> which is like totally unethical to do here but they've done it at retreats there because they're like your body needs it mm. like it has to be based on what your body actually needs mm. on the same way i'm not like a really big meat eater 
Um, I tend to just eat more like chicken and turkey, mm-hmm. but I was craving the steak the other day and I was like, I'm going to eat it. I don't know why my body needs it, but mm-hmm. it does. I think maybe just the quality of meat I had wasn't good or whoever prepared it made me feel a little off, but I I've learned to do that where I used to be on like so many strict diets. I've done me the too. vegetarian, the vegan thing, like for moral reasons, for physical reasons, whatever I need it. I've learned to do more intuitive eating mm-hmm. and it's funny because like when we we're talking about the caffeine and stuff, like I was thinking a lot about how when you do like an elimination diet and then you like introduce things back in, your body tells you like what it wants, mm-hmm. what it doesn't. And I I think a lot of that has to do with like, we get tolerant and that's like, just to tie it back to what we were talking about. It's like all these people, they get so dulled out to it. The body becomes so tolerant to so much that they just are able to uphold it. You know, it's like an alcoholic. Right. They can right. just keep drinking more and more and more. Yeah. And so their body gets used to it. Then the moment they take it away, they can't drink the same again. Yeah. Because the allergy becomes present. And that's why it's I like felt heroin addicts. It is, exactly. That's why a that's lot of them, they go back and they die. Exactly. Because they go back to that dose, their body has they shifted do it. and they can't do it. And then they just heal over. And I feel like that's what's happening. Like when you start to ascend spiritually and emotionally, you naturally mm-hmm. want to do stuff physically and then you can't go back like well, i'm getting rid of caffeine and now i'm drinking this and i'm like yeah yeah it's not really working out right exactly it doesn't yeah. mind. like but if you were to keep it up you would reform the tolerance exactly. so what's interesting though is like how i was saying i just went back to like restaurant work and there's been a few things over it's been two months that I've been there and but even on the scale of like I took myself out of a certain environment right and then I put myself back into the certain environment that I worked in for 20 years Mm -hmm. and what's interesting about it is like yeah I can do it yeah I'm good at it I can shut things off a little bit because of the paycheck right now but also I'm really seeing like, even after the, like the novelty wore off mm-hmm. after a few weeks of just being back. And I was like, actually, because I was so sheltered and at home and just in this weird state to just be back around people again a lot. Like there was like, Ooh, yay. But now I'm really seeing like, and I, 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 I don't want to say it's like, it's below my vibration. I don't want to say it's below me in a negative connotation, but it's like my vibration isn't where it used to be where it used to be and I'm really seeing how much of the gap is there at this moment and I can come down to do the job it's not that and obviously I'm going to stay there as long as spirit wants me to stay there but I'm also seeing how I've grown in many different areas of it I've grown out of it and my like it's weird because things don't bother me like they used to. So I've grown out of certain things. So I'm not triggered or I just don't give a shit. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I've healed a lot, mm-hmm. but also I'm like, this is, isn't the right environment. Like you're more aware. You're like, notice that you're not. Yeah. It's not yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm here. And I'm like, obviously we still need money to live. Right. So that's why I'm here is to literally pay for this apartment. Right. Mm-hmm. But on a, a scale of like, awakening and advanced and and ascending mm-hmm. I'm not I'm nowhere near anymore this place mm-hmm. so it's like a weird paradox to mm-hmm. be in and it's like it's like that like taking the food away then re-eating it and like you're like I don't my body doesn't want this anymore I mean it's fine I mean it doesn't feel great but it doesn't feel like super horrible and then at some moments when I'm working a lot I can feel myself getting sucked into like the 
And then I have a few days away and then I'm like back to like my other life of all of this. And then that feels like the furthest thing away from me. I'm like, wait, I have to go back there. That makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting because it's all very parallel. That makes total sense. Right. But it's like, it's interesting that we can, it happens with food. It happens Uh with what, like, you know, you start healing and, and cleaning up everything. And then you can't watch a violent show anymore. Right. I could never watch a violent show. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Disney's ruined for me. Like it's like yeah. absolutely like I there's certain movies and shows that I'm like I can't believe I used to love this like I can't go back to it. It's mm-hmm. it is that like resetting of the nervous system in so many ways that like then when you have that stimulation again you're like ooh I don't mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. But before we were so used to it we are we had the contrast. Now. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't know mm-hmm. we didn't like it because we never had the contrast exactly. So that's going back to what you were saying right like certain people who are maybe not as energetically sensitive or tuned in just Mm -hmm. don't even have the contrast they even know they feel like shit like when I so going back to the meat thing I was like when I learned oh my god we everything we have eat has energy and there are animals that are like suffering to create this food for us to eat like I'm gonna be a vegan yeah like fuck that but then when I I think this was already on the precipice of occurring but when I made the shift into veganism then I had all of these gut issues which I think were right on the cusp of happening anyway because I had been on antibiotics a lot as a kid and like anxiety nervous system stuff like all the things but I got SIBO Mm. um and it was awful and I was super bloated and it looked like I was pregnant it was it was the worst however when I when I started treating it um I was told that I should eat meat again Mm -hmm. and I was like well, now how do I reconcile this? Because this meat holds this energy. And so similar- Like you knew, you're like, but I know what's happening. I know. And like Sarah Wolf was saying, like, so I just make the choice to do it as consciously as possible. And it's just so funny how the universe works, right? Because like, I I do pray and meditate every single day. That is like part of my practice. But as Mm -hmm. far as over my food, Mm -hmm. I- did not. I'm thankful for everything. And sometimes I'll just say like, thank you so much, God, for this amazing, beautiful food that nourishes me, but it's not like praying over it intentionally. And then now I, that seems to be coming into my experience more and more often that like, this is what's needed to do. Um, but, but I have this, I still have a moral dilemma around like an animal suffering for me to be able to eat, even if it is, you know, consciously prepared. Cause like, I was fucking traumatized when I found out what, like, what, what the ethical, ethical in quotes process was. And this is like a dark, but of when animals were being slaughtered ethically, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the ethical way. Yeah. Then what is the non-ethical? Like, I don't even. Horrendous is the non-ethical. And I, I don't ever and watch I'm not, No, I, I <laughs> honestly, I can't even tap into the field of it. No, and not that's that too much. And and so, anyways, I haven't. I still have a conflict around meat, but I do. The, the intuitive eating thing was also interesting because I believe, like, we come here when we're when we're you know little. We know, like, when we're hungry, when we're not, when we're full, when we're thirsty, and we lose touch with that mm-hmm. as we're forced to you know finish everything on your plate or eat this even though you don't like it or eat your vegetable or whatever. But for me, I was so stubborn as a kid. I did not, I would just refuse. Yeah. So I never lost touch with my intuitive eating ability. So, so now I have that real. And so I, I, I remember like when I was turning 30, 
this dietitian at my work was like, wait till you turn 30, like your metabolism is going to totally slow down and you're going to blah, blah, blah. And nice. I'm like, I was like, awesome. <laughs> 12 years cool, later. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you for that. Um, and she was beautiful and super healthy. And I'm like, oh, I want to learn from this woman. She actually taught me about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. She did workshops on it, but I, I'm now 42 and my metabolism has seemed to stay the same. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've had moments of like fluctuating up and down and wait a little bit, mm-hmm. but not anywhere close to what she had yeah. said, you know? Yeah. I mean, with the intuitive eating, it's funny too. Cause like, I, so I had a really bad eating disorder for most of my life. So I remember when I first heard about intuitive eating, I was like, what the fuck is that? I don't even know what that means. But now that I'm studying Ayurvedic medicine, I'm getting a whole different pers- perspective shift. And like, for example, we study the qualities of food. And then based on what is happening in your body, you need different qualities. Mm. So like, say I'm feeling ungrounded for whatever reason, your body will naturally crave things that are sweet, sour, or salty because Mm. they ground you. Like, because that's Mm. like the actual properties of grounding, mainly sweet too, mainly sweet. We were talking about our sweet tooth earlier today. It's like the most grounding and it has to do with like vata is the disposition and like the element that's like space and air. Mm. And then the opposite of that is what they call kapha, which is earth and water. It's very heavy and grounding. And so you'll notice people with like bad eating disorders or maybe when people are stressed, they crave sweets. I no longer judge myself because I'm like, my I go, oh, my body needs to feel grounded okay. right? because sweetness is building. It okay. is like, even just when you look in the body, it's gonna like maybe cause some heaviness or fat, whatever. And so sweetness can be very grounding and building. And so I just asked myself like, oh, I'm craving sugar or I'm craving like this candy. What I need some kind of sweetness right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go to maybe like fruit, like dried fruit or something else. And so it's kind of cool (laughs) to like, once you study like that type of medicine, you start to learn what your body wants Mm -hmm. and the body naturally will go toward things. And then you're like, oh, it's because I need this. Like I was able to stop shaming myself Mm -hmm. when I was craving those things because I realized like, oh, I'm feeling ungrounded. I'm feeling unstable. My body is craving this quality because that's what's going to stabilize me. So it's kind of fun with that. Even in your own, like, if you want to practice, like, like, like creating your own reality, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That you could even look at these things that are bad and in using your own energy and consciousness Mm -hmm. and you can change, you can alchemize the vibration of anything. Uh So it's like, you could be eating certain fatty food or sugary food. That would be like X, Y, Z. Like they would say like, this is going to cause this and that by your own intention, vibration and alchemization, you can change the vibration of the food to work for what you need. And it won't have the the negative effects that they say it'll have. That's the prayer that I say beforehand. So like the prayer that my teachers were telling me was like, you pray with the intention that your body's going to metabolize correctly, whatever you need, and that it's going to digest it properly, mm-hmm. whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's the prayer that I'll do. If I'm feeling anxious, which by the way, another thing that I've learned with intuitive eating, never eat when you're right. angry, like scared, stressed out, or like, like just uneasy. Your digestive system is not on. So like, if you want to have disease, like go ahead, eat during those times. Mm -hmm. So I used to, again, because our society is not tuned in with this stuff, they'll tell you like, 
oh, you have an eating disorder, like eat, did it? No, maybe I'm just like stressed. Like maybe that's why I don't want it. And like my body was naturally my whole life telling me to do those things. And I was denying it. That makes sense. Like when I was going through my divorce, Mm -hmm. I did not want any food. The Mm -hmm. the divorce diet. (laughs) No, I had had the same thing. I had a divorce diet. People will be like, oh my God, you look so skinny. I'm like, it's called the divorce diet. Like meet any woman who's getting divorced. And she's like thin. and maybe Oh, I lost like 20 pounds in like two weeks. Exactly. And I didn't, but I didn't want to eat. And that makes sense because when I'm really emotional, mm-hmm. I do not want food. And you shouldn't. And that is the difference in our society is like, they're, they're so, when you talk about programming, right? Like we were mm-hmm. talking about this earlier, talk about programming. Programming is like, that's unhealthy. You need to do this. You need to have more weight on you and do all this stuff. And it's like, no, we're tuned in. We're aware of what's happening. And when you actually study digestion and you actually study the nervous system, you'll learn that when you're in sympathetic mode, mm-hmm. which is emotional and like revved up, fighter, but you shouldn't eat because you're you're literally not going to digest it. So I would throw up. Mm-hmm. I can't, I used, and people are like, oh, you have an eating disorder. No, my body is like literally rejecting what I'm forcibly putting yeah. into it. You know, you should do this. I should. You I know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm going to even use my dog as an example is- she was on kibble for a long time, but high-end kibble because yeah. goldens are prone to disease and oh, really? joint things and all this stuff. So knowing that when I got her, I'm like, okay, I'm going to feed her like the best of the best. And then intuitively I kept getting hits. Like, even though this high-end kibble, it's still not good for her. And she, we went to the vet and he at the time was like, she's really overweight. And I'm like, she only legitimately gets two cups of food a day, mm. one cup in the morning and one cup wow. in the evening. Yes, she gets some treats, but it's not even from me. She has her places around the neighborhood where she <laughs> she goes and checks she in knows. and gets her treats. She knows. She has everybody worked. Um, She's hustling. Well, it's funny because she went to Blue Bottle earlier to get us our coffees, and I wasn't answering because I was actually doing the dishes, and she's like do you know sarah who comes in here with the dog and they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like like but maybe like they they mostly know me because of maley because yeah. maley goes in and gets her treats and is cute to all of them but she has she knows everyone in, in the neighborhood but anyway i was like so i don't personally i give her one small treat at bed that's personally all the treats i give her in a day and the vet was like well she's really overweight you need to cut back i'm like cut back what so What's really sad is my good friend's dog passed away and she cooked for her dog. And so she had some food left over. So she's like, I'm going to give Maley the rest of Sway's food. And I intuitively tapped in. I'm like, this is what she needs. Mm -hmm. And so I gave her the rest of that food and she like took to it obviously really well because it's whole food. And I'm like, just, it came in really quickly that I needed to cook for her. Mm -hmm. So I started, so it's been over, it's been a year and seven months I've been cooking for her and I batch it two months at a time. And I do beef, broccoli, cauliflower, potatoes, either sweet or regular green beans, zucchini, blueberries, cranberries, chia seeds flax seeds and i chop it all up and i yeah (laughs) and then i batch it in in gallon bags and i put it in the fridge or the freezer and every gallon bag lasts a week give or take she knows you're talking about it i am look she's licking her lips mailey is literally watching us and licking her lips yeah before she was lying down yeah dogs understand us they really they're about to evolve to be humans oh i mean she's already she's just kind of stuck in fur at the moment um well it's really funny she's really 
hot. I tried to take her to the back room to put her under the air conditioning. Yeah. And then I went to the bathroom real quick and I came out and she'd left. So she doesn't care about being hot. <laughs> yeah. She just she wants would. to be in the action. She's yeah. helping us. But anyway, so long story short, in within a few weeks, she lost a lot of weight. Um, everyone in the neighborhood was like, she like seems like, and it's like she's around close to being nine at the time. She seems more puppy-like again. Like I felt like her joints were working better. And then she went, we don't go to the vet much, but we went to the vet the other day and they're like, it was a different vet in the same place though. And she's like, oh, last time she was here, she weighed well, blah, blah, blah. And now her weight is way down. And like, maybe we need to do test, some tests. And I was like, no, I feed her whole food. And this is her natural body weight. She, she shouldn't be that weight. There's nothing wrong with her. She's actually probably the healthiest she's been her entire life and she, like she looks skinny mm -hmm. but point all of this is like sometimes I've always been a slimmer build that's just yeah. my body I was a ballerina growing up like that's just my body is this mm -hmm. it doesn't change much unless I actually drink alcohol yeah mm -hmm. and so people would be like oh you need to be blah blah, blah. I'm like why I my digestive system doesn't work well if I eat big hearty meals. Yes, you're not meant to. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a picker snacker. Hey, like, you know, your body. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works for me. Stop fucking telling me <laughs> how I need to eat and what I should eat because I've always eaten intuitively. Mm. And that's why I quit having such big restrictions. The only thing I pretty much don't do at this point is dairy. Mm -hmm. Because you know that what works for you. It's funny. I don't do well with the non-dairy replacements. Mm. So like, mm. Oat milk doesn't sit well with me. Almond milk doesn't sit well with me. Coconut milk is the only one because I do better with like full fat stuff. Okay. That's how my body runs better. Mm -hmm. So like coconut milk runs, do well. And then I could do like A2 milk or like A2 cream. Like I do better with that kind of stuff. But it's the same thing. Like I, like having struggled with it. It's funny how we just like got on the path of eating this. I know. Path, but like having struggled with it, like literally since I was four, but understanding now how much of it had to do with my nervous system mm -hmm. and how much of it had to do with me ignoring what I knew about my body, mm -hmm. because I grew up with S reflux. So doctors would be like, stay away from this, this, and this. And I'd be like, but that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. So they'd be like, stay away from mint. And I'm like, but that actually calms my stomach. They would tell me, like, stay away from all this stuff. And I'm like, but I actually like that for my stomach. I did do the opposite of what they told me. Wow. So like, I'm realizing so much of when you talk about like, that's why even now with people, like I tell them like, I will never tell you like nutritionally, like what diet, like I'll give you suggestions. And that's why like Ayurveda is because it talks about your disposition. You've been mm -hmm. talking about blood type. Like I help people figure out like what's right for them. Mm -hmm. And then we stick to it and like teach them like how to get in tune with their body. That's why I love yoga and meditation so much is mm -hmm. because it's like, how do you get in tune with what's happening? What's what's going on? Like mm -hmm. the three of us all have talked about how we eat one thing and we're like, oh, immediately I already know what's affecting me, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, we're just that in tune with what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it blows my mind with how many people have no awareness. I'd be like, well, how do you feel after you eat this? I don't know. Well, did you notice that after you did that, you couldn't sleep? Oh, could I? I'm like, I noticed mm -hmm. that. Like you told me and I picked up on it. Right. Like, it's wild. To we're me. not taught to tune no. in. Yeah. So they have the triangle of all the things you should eat and in, in, in a day and yeah. whatever. So like, let's go to dairy. Dairy for me, I consumed it forever. I love cheese. I didn't even know if I wanted to be vegan for so long yeah. because I loved cheese so incredibly much, right? Fresh baked bread with some fucking butter. Exactly. Yes, please, right? <laughs> but- Fucking butter. Uh, 
for emphasis. I, when I took all of that, you know, seriously, I love it. When I took all of that away and did vegan. Yeah. And then if I did have a little bit of cheese or fucking butter, <laughs> I woke up completely stuffed up. Yeah. Ooh. So How like, and then now if I even have the tiniest bit, I'll wake up and I can feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that mucus or whatever it is. It's claw. It's, it's, that's my body telling me but how many years did I override it or didn't even know it? I didn't even know it was a thing. Mm -hmm. I did, I wasn't tuned into it being a thing mm -hmm. until you really start tuning in and, and paying attention to what, where you're, I, I'm allergic to chicken. My hands get tingly. My mouth gets yeah, tingly. That's a big thing, actually. Hmm. That's actually a more common um, allergy that people realize. I have an egg allergy doing. now. Yeah. Because of what a lot of people are allergic to eggs, more people than you realize. So like common ones that people don't talk about, sesame, garlic, eggs, and chicken mm. are like bigger allergies. And a lot of people are consuming it and have no idea how it's affecting And them. why you're feeling like crap. There's yeah. some spice I don't, I haven't been able to pinpoint what it is yet, but every now and then I'll get food from a restaurant and then I'll like literally my intestines for days are just jacked. Yeah. And I haven't been able, like, I want to call the owner of Hope, the vegan restaurant down the street and be like, in this, this, this dish, like, what do you put? Like, give me all your ingredients. Cause then I feel like I could pinpoint what it is. Um, That's me with cashews. That's why I can't do, I, if I ever go to a vegan restaurant, cause there's a few that I love. I will specifically ask what their alternative is when they do like the cheeses, because I noticed the cashew, like queso or cashew cheese and stuff. I can't do it. I can't do cashews. It makes me so sick. I get so sick to my stomach. Wow. And I'm like, that's that's why again there's times where like morally like deep into my body I would love to do certain things but it's like I can't I can't I've even tried yeah. alternatives to different chicken they'll bother my stomach I'll end up getting more acid reflux getting more indigestion and I'm like I've noticed for me the biggest thing is like least process as possible yeah yeah all around I, like with the animal, <laughs> I don't know at this point I feel like with the animal thing it's like Yeah, it's like the way things are like done and like the way they're treated in the in the in the mass like production of stuff, right? But then also like the 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 exchange of like if you're gonna I don't know, if you're gonna incarnate as this mm -hmm. certain animal and this certain animal's been there's a a reciprocity in like you're like in the circle of life, mm -hmm. right? Like is like, and there's an understanding of yeah. what the exchange is. So, and this is what kind of brought it to me is um, uh, the shaman that I was working with, that I was talking about earlier. She is a sun dancer in, I think the Lakota tribe and sun dancing is even, a, if you're a sun dancer, you're above the chief. So to become a sun dancer, you have to spend five days, 24 hours a day dancing. You get no breaks down and wow. you get no food and no water. Which goes to show you what our bodies can actually. Yeah. Do. By the way, medical science like yeah. to say otherwise. But so I think at one point on the fourth day they'll come with like maybe like a little bit of fruit juice or something yeah. for you, but like to be to be initiated into to being a sun dancer. So she did it. So she's a sun dancer. So she, she's high up in the Lakota tribe. Mm -hmm. She's not even Lakota. She's like a Scottish white woman. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> She was explaining though, because I was gonna go do. I was gonna go. I was gonna go for it. Right? 
Oh, this is so funny. I was really going to go for it. My brain went, I'm like, oh, can we all do it? And yeah. I, so I was going to, I was going to do it. I mean, I kind of like left her teachings and, and working with her before it happened. So that's why I didn't go do it, but I was really strongly considering it. I've always had an affinity towards the native American culture. And, um, I Same. do believe I've lived uh, past lives in it. And that's where the peyote comes in and very strong for me to do this upcoming retreat and to help facilitate. Mm. Side note, I have a, an actual Navajo shaman who is going to be running the medicine ceremony, but I'm co-doing the ceremony yeah. with him. And anyway, so what she explained though is before, so there's all this ceremony that goes into before the dancing even starts. And one of them is, is they go out and they go to a buffalo pack and they have a conversation with the buffalo and that basically they're like, we're over here. We're going to do this ceremony of this sun dancing and like we're doing the prayer for the land and for all of us in this mm -hmm. commune to keep the earth flowing and going. And we're doing our sun dancing prayer and giving this way. You have to then also contribute, not have to, but whatever they say, I don't know their wording. I wasn't there, but you have to like. <laughs> you have to <laughs> you're making, I love what you're saying yeah. I just love it but like you have to like or okay I don't know that they ask like can you I don't know how they do it but like basically like you who's have gonna to volunteer who's gonna sacrifice yeah. their flesh and blood yeah. Yeah. so to feed us after we do this ceremony yeah. and because we're doing this also for you mm -hmm. and so then everyone goes away for the night so the all the natives go back to their camp and then the buffalo go back to their camp and then the next morning everyone meets again in probably a field it still wasn't there yet so I don't know <laughs> So they go, they go, and then I don't know if they talk telepathically or out loud. I really want to know. It's like, do they talk or like, are they just like me? Mm. Yeah. So like, some somehow they're like, okay, who's it gonna be? And then like the head buffalo, either it'll be him or one of the friends will come forward, <laughs> and they're the buffalo to be huh. sacrificed well, for the greater good of. Yeah, that's why I love Native American like culture. Yeah. It's very conscious. It very conscious and it's well we it's so funny because like you will have these groups that will like attack like mainly they'll, they'll attack certain groups of people being like how dare you eat me and then i always laugh because i'm like well how do you feel about the indigenous because i'm like i know that you'll protect them constantly because you'll you'll yell at like white women for appropriating them so i know you like to protect them but like how do you feel as a vegan about the fact that they eat meat you know what i mean so yeah. like, are you going to come at their indigenous culture for like how they do it because I believe that the way that they do it is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. In if there's respect, mm -hmm. there is that reciprocity. They'll use every single part of it. Mm -hmm. So, like even for example, like I get a lot. I'll do a lot of whole chickens. I don't like to do just like a chicken breast. I like to actually get something with the bone, and then I like take the full carcass. I make the bone broth out of it. Like I try and do as much as I can with all of it. Mm -hmm. And like I've even been researching lately regenerative farms that are not even carbon neutral but carbon like the was it like carbon negative so like they're like right so that's not what that means they're taking carbon out of the air is all yeah like and they're regenerative so they're like actually better for the land and because you need it right like whatever the animal is providing is good for the soil too for everything and then they'll even create like leather products like from mm -hmm. like they use every single part of it mm -hmm. and like that's what i love is i'm like talk about respect mm -hmm. talk about like the beauty in it too like i understand and I think that, because what I tell people, I'm like, my issue isn't necessarily with 
like eating animals and maybe the killing of animals for my own food my issue is really with like capitalism Mm -hmm. and greed Mm -hmm. and consumerism Mm -hmm. I think consumerism is really the biggest issue Mm -hmm. because when I see these regenerative farms and I see this beautiful respect that's happening because these farmers like love their animals Mm -hmm. I even had them like I was actually living on a farm when I was married in New Jersey and we had pigs and we had cows I love animals. I used to feed the pig every day. Mm-hmm. But then I was like so grateful when we did actually like kill her. Like then we ate her. Like people were like, how could you have done that? And I'm like, to me, that's a circle of life. But but I was so grateful. And I was like, thank you. I was very like, thank you. Like you're so it was never, I don't know. I didn't see the I didn't see the like horrendous, like how dare you, you know what I mean, kind of thing with mm-hmm. it. Um, there was more of a respect around it. And I just think that's I think that has to do more to do with mindset and how you treat it than actually what you're doing it's, that makes sense. it's the disconnection in honor yeah honor. That's, word, word, honor. that's the word i was looking we're for. so far from honoring each other honoring relationships honoring men and women in general honoring the mother honoring the our bodies mother, not the fake mother i'm sorry i'm just gonna fucking say it the actual mother that gives birth and the honor yeah the men yeah. towards the mother the women towards them like there we just lost the honor of the elders honor mm-hmm. of the we're just so far away from honor that's a great point yeah. yeah that the disconnection like what i wanted to say when you were talking about the regeneration of the farm and the leather and stuff is like i've bought vegan leather products i've bought shoes that have no leather they've fucking fallen apart and start flaking off and cracking whether you only get a couple years worth and what are they made out of yeah, who the fuck knows? That's oil. So yeah. that's why I laugh about it because I'm like, what are they? So I'll look at it, it says PU, and I'm like, polyurethane. I was like, wait, what is the biggest component of polyurethane? Like, what do we need? Oh, we need oil. We need fossil fuels to actually make this stuff and these plastics, and then they don't actually biodegrade. They right. Actually- so then I have to throw them away. They, they but I can have a pair them. of leather boots from like, 20 years ago that I bought in New York, you know what I mean? They're like, and they're still going. Mm-hmm. But then these shoes that I bought that I wore like a dozen times and they're like, you know, so that's why I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very much like I had to like, let some things like open up mm-hmm. because like the actual thought process about it. I talked to this homeless man every morning, mm-hmm. right? His name's Ricky. And he holds up his signs on the corner of Laurel Canyon and Ventura. And he yells at the traffic boat. Who the fuck knows what? I don't know. He's like, <laughs> the death, the dead, bury the dead and the killed something. And he was like opposing Opp- Oppenheimer, whatever that new movie is, whatever. And so we talk every morning, right? And he's <laughs> talking about that though, like the gas cars, right? And I was like, okay, Ricky, like, I really hear you. But like, also the mining for these batteries for these electric cars is just as bad. Mm -hmm. And then I I don't remember what else I told him. And he was like, oh, yeah, thanks, Sarah. Thanks (laughs) for that. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Thanks for the information. I'm like, none of it's good. Like none of it, it, either side is not good. Every single side of it is going to have a side that's like, there's going to be something opposing it. Like, okay, fake meats, vegan meats. Do you know what shit is in those? No. We don't even know what's the in them. The listed ingredients is insane. Yes. Speaking of, that is why another reason why my gut went fucking bananas. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, to transition myself, I'll just eat these fake meats that are like 
you know, fake chicken, but it's like your body doesn't even know what it is to even process it. So it's like, what is this foreign? Same thing with like, a lot of it's lab grown now. Like, I don't know. And it's the combination. So like a big, big thing that people don't talk about, again, we never learned is the proper combination of foods. So you have these, so like, I remember I said, I'm not good with like certain seed milks or milks. That's because when you look at the list of ingredients, it's not just almond milk. It's like almond milk plus da 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 And we don't even know what the da 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 is. And then the thing with these fake meats mm-hmm. is it's a combination of ingredients that would never happen naturally mm-hmm. in nature. Like it would never happen. So therefore our bodies have no clue what to do with it. And they don't know how to break it down when it's in that combination together. Where like, at least if you just had like a red meat, it's like, oh, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we can figure out what this is, mm-hmm. but they're highly inflammatory. All these seed yeah. oils, all yeah. these processing like oh and that's what you taught me actually teal what what we used to teal and i would go for these long walks in in my neighborhood like long walks and have basically conversations such as this (laughs) and once we stopped at the store because i needed to get some food for the next day and you were sharing with me like oh this exact kind of in ayurveda like this is what you want to combine with this you don't want this and i was like oh my gosh and it was so awesome because you'll see how your body responds yeah Mm -hmm. and I love that this entire podcast episode now has become about like no it's it's come about like intuition Mm -hmm. honoring yourself by like honoring others by honoring yourself how like balance like that's what I keep hearing too and like knowing what's right for you because Mm -hmm. it's like we're even bringing it to the car situation like I know what balance looks like in my life so based on the things that I do for my own karma I have a gas vehicle mm-hmm. because that's my own karma. And I know how I'm balancing it out with other things that I do. Mm-hmm. There are other people that I've watched specifically in LA that will do a lot of this virtue signaling. They'll do a lot of this stuff, especially as an event planner. I've seen it where they will throw these extravagant events. Right. And then claim to be like eco-friendly and they'll be like, we'll like be driving a Tesla. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like oh, the amount of waste so wasteful, right? that goes into events. I was in the event world for a very long time was astronomical to me. Yeah. Like for instance, and here's just on a small scale. When I worked at Fig and Olive, we had a Oscar party for that movie that Angelina Jolie directed with the plane something. And Chris Martin wrote a song for it. So for this party, It was a brunch on a Saturday or Sunday. It was during the day. It was about 150 maybe people came that were invited. And Chris Martin like sang his song and then all the Oscar people were there to like rub shoulders, right? And um, so they gave us his rider for his dressing room. Oh man. (laughs) He needed a brand new water kettle, electric water kettle, brand new. It couldn't, like, I couldn't have brought mine from home and just have some him use it. Like, all this stuff had to be bought mm-hmm. for the dressing room that then they didn't take with them. No, they never do. So then they just leave it. And then either you get gifted it because it needs to go somewhere or they throw it in the garbage. My friend was a, a private jet attendant for a long time, too. And she would get riders for certain celebrities and have to go to Target, go shopping for all of this shit, like a blow-up mattress, a this, a that, to have for one flight. And it's not like these people take it with them for the next flight, then it's just fucking trashed. Oh yeah, and even this happened a lot more during COVID too, because when you had that, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, well, we can't reuse it. 
And I would see the waste that would happen so much of like, well, we can't reuse it because of X, Y, and Z bullshit. And again, it's the same thing of like, here we are sitting, we're like very conscious, we're very aware of ourselves. We are all aware that people are probably gonna like maybe judge us for eating meat or whatever. But it's also like, no, dude, I know my dharma. I know my karma. Mm -hmm. I'm very cool with doing this because I'll deal with it myself because I learned how to balance it out. Mm -hmm. And like life these days, it's just all about knowing what's true to you Mm -hmm. and what feels right for you and honoring that. And having the, I mean, it's hard when you first start doing it and people do get mad at you and people do judge you and people like throw their projection or their fear because you're going against the grain yeah and like even as much as like my whole life I've gone against the grain there's still some moments where maybe it's like I'm a little bit PMSy or sensitive that I like <laughs> a little prickly that's my favorite yeah it's like I actually does affect me so yeah. it's not like I'm immune to being like I'm going but mm. I just have to stay stick with what's true for me and and it fucking changes it does. It and does. It, just because I'm Ooh. this one day doesn't mean that I'm yeah. always that and I've had to really allow myself to change mm-hmm. and be okay with change. And for instance, um, for three and a half years, I didn't drink alcohol and I got called to do it right before I started doing active healing and holding the space. And like, it was, it meant to go for one year and it lasted for three and a half. But when I got my job at this winery and I had a moment with myself and I sat with myself and I was like, okay, I need to go back to the third dimension and make some money. And I know restaurants, so I'm going to do what's super easy for me is to like, you know, I'm going to go here. And it just so happened the first place that called me back was a winery. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do my job properly, I'm going to be honest, I have to know the product. Yeah. Like, otherwise I'm going to work like, then I shouldn't be at this job, but I really need to have this job right now. So I sat with myself and I tuned in and everything was like, it's fine. Like mm-hmm. you can go have like, a drink. You're not doing anything like wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're not breaking something. You're mm-hmm. not going against anything. Like it's actually, you'll have all the tools that if you do this, it's, it's not going to make or break anything. And so I go to this job. I taste the wine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I don't even feel bad about it. Like I feel nothing. I feel very clean and pure. And then it just kind of opened up where I'm like, you know what? Cause you don't know a little bit about the last like two years, year and a half of my life as it was as much as I was doing healing and this and that my life, I was doing some really deep healing. So I was what I call it my solitary confinement phase (laughs) where I was alone a lot. Yeah. And this is post pandemic. So everyone's back out in the world and now I'm in my pandemic, (laughs) right? Like I'm just like stuck in my house, like alone and everyone's like playing and I'm like, and so I was like, gosh, it feels really fucking good to be out in the world again. Like on all aspects, like to go to this job, this feels great to like, I would get invited to things. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a glass of wine here. Yeah. You know what? Like I went on like a few dates with this guy and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a drink with you. And it wasn't, it, it, I still didn't feel like I was going against what I did. And I, I would say like, I felt like it was my, um, to be a healer and work with energy. 
it was um, irresponsible of me to have this other energy and be a healer. And that's why I let the alcohol go. But then what was shown to me is that because I did some really deep fucking healing, I have a lot of tools now. I know how to alchemize, move things. It's not, I'm not drinking out of um, a place of needing to fulfill something. Yeah. And like not an escape. You're not, not I'm not escaping. Yeah. I'm not like trying to cover up my emotion. It I wasn't just, your tool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not your tool anymore. It's not my tool anymore. I'm literally just doing it to like commune and like just, it, just celebrate in a way. And when I don't want it anymore, I don't want it. And I got guidance. Okay. For the next two months, coffee goes and alcohol goes again, as we prepare the vessel to hold space for this yeah. retreat. And then whatever comes after that comes after that. And I've just through that process even is what really started to show me is like to, and through the food thing and being vegan and then going not to like, just like not having such strict parameters on the experience because different and being okay with just show back up and be like, yes, the first episode of this year, I talked about being sober and now Uh I'm not. Right. But, I but it's, uh, I'm okay. And like, I don't feel like I have extra energy I have to clear or that I have entities on me or that I'm now, if I'm healing you, I'm giving you bad energy because I, I feel like I'm still a very. Yeah. It's a non-judgment. You have clean, to practice that. Right. And yeah. it's just something shifted where it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel more fluid in my choices and I can stand with conviction in my but choices. But that's the journey, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it was funny. So when I first started my spiritual journey, I became an atheist I was like, fuck prayer, fuck God. Do you want like, to say fuck your that. maybe? Like- oh, like I totally I have no problem saying it. It's like, I was raised as Jehovah's Witness. My mm. dad was a minister. He was called an elder. So like, I just left during the pandemic. That was like what wow. woke me up. And I finally, I used the pandemic to leave because everything went online. Mm-hmm. And it was during that time that I was like, fu- like praying before meals. I was like, fuck all this stuff, right? Became an atheist. My mom laughs at me now because so like growing up, we used to go door to door. We would call it service. And then we would go to things called meetings and then I would pray to God and I would pray before a meal. My mom now laughs because now like I am sober. Like I do go to AA. So I, I go to meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I pray before my meals. Yeah. I talk to God on a daily basis and I'm of service. Yeah. I, said, I, like, I have to go be of service. And my mom was like, what? <laughs> but I think that that's, that's what I've learned in my journey is that you need to strip everything away. Right. Mm-hmm. You need, you need it to take away from your system to learn how to operate without it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you reframe it. It's like in taking everything away, you're able to reframe and then you're able to re-enter what's meant to be back in your life or what you can handle now. Mm-hmm. And like, you have a different viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. And so I laugh about it. Cause like, that's been my biggest spiritual lesson is like, at first they tell you, like, I think about, um, like the wax on wax off mm-hmm. where like first you have to like get back to base, take everything yeah. away. Uh-huh. And then you start to add things in and then you realize it's like actually still do nothing. Like it's like yeah. a full yeah. circle of like you add stuff in and then it like comes back full circle of what you originally started. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, even like, you know, we were talking about the levels of the awakening process earlier before we hopped on here. And I feel like the awakening process is like that is like, as you begin to awaken and you, and you come to new truths and then you go down the rabbit holes of like really seeing what the agendas are and what the darkness is holding and all, and you go to this big thing. And then it's like, and then it's like what they say in the YouTube tarot card readings, take what are they? I think they even say it and leave the rest, but it's true. It's like, you're just, you go through and it's like, you have and you on the spiritual journey. You will go to the extremes yes. because 
it's almost like you have to, mm-hmm. and then you come back because like, <laughs> then you just don't care anymore. You just don't fucking, <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like I went to the extreme. I mean, you can hold your truth now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, I know. And I've done the research. Yes. I so went so far into it, but I knew I was never staying there. But yeah. the difference, it's a different level. It's a different consciousness when you re-enter. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the whole, is it the emptying of the rice bowl that Buddhists say or whatever? It's oh, like, I don't know. there's something about like emptying out or even in like, AA or whatever like yeah. 12 step it's like emptying out the dis-ease like mm-hmm. emptying out the dysfunction the old protection patterns the old whatever like emptying it out and then allowing the cup to be empty and be filled by god yeah so mm-hmm. whatever is for spirit universe whatever word you want to use so like yes we could we could come back to prayer come back to you know being a service but it's from a completely different lens and consciousness that isn't like this strict dogmatic yeah programming and something that was forced upon you to be yeah. yeah you had to find your own journey to have it make sense to you but it's not even still in the format that your parents presented it right oh no definitely it's not. like your own type of prayer now your own i was so triggered by the word god when i first came in so now i use it freely because i have my own understanding i say spirit i say whatever i want to say Allah, like i'll say like i don't buddha i will say any term i will say i'll pray to all of it i'm fine it doesn't because i'm okay with what it means to me mm-hmm. but it's just funny how like you have to start off in my opinion with a level of rigidity because you have to have a definition so like the first part of healing is like knowing the definitions and like the rigid like first you break apart everything then you build this rigidity right then like the true healing is like oh i'm unbothered by anything mm-hmm. right it's like first i have to take sides yeah i have to be like very like this is this, yeah. this and then like the next level is like oh there are no sides yeah. right? <laughs> and all and all is like how all you always say all is true all like is all true. of it is true right so that's what I, yeah it's if, always there are no sides just like side note with like relating conscious relationships it's like no good bad right wrong there are no sides because yeah. the whole problem is like we need to be unified in the energy of love and so anything that divides us Mm -hmm. is not of love is not of god no it's a fear and also if you think about it like a kid i always that's how i view it it's like okay when i first came in like with kids you have to tell them at first of like share play nice right you have to give them like these strict rules and then once they get older, you learn like, wait a minute, that was bullshit because yeah. no, I don't have to always share. No, I don't yeah. have to always be nice. And, and like, you, so it's like, you have to learn that there's discernment, there's time and everything. There's boundaries. There's a gray area. Yeah. So it's like, at first, I think when we're talking about this revolution, it's like, you have to have black and white because again, the contrast, right? Mm-hmm. We were living in maybe like an all black world or an all white world. Initially, you need the contrast mm-hmm. to see the black and white. Mm-hmm. Then the next level is it's blended and everything's gray. <laughs> yeah, and, that, like, and that to that's me, it. that was such a game changing concept for me. Yeah. Like that, more than one thing can be true. Oh yeah, has this and this saved me. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this relationship had beauty and love in it, and there were elements that were harmful. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like it's not all black and white. It's not, it's the, even this regular at work asked me a question about like, I think something about health and if, if disease can, like, if disease can be passed through the lineage of the family. Right. And I was like, yes. And, and he's like, there's no, and it's yes or no. I go, no, it's not. And he's not at the level of consciousness yet to understand that there's, I'm like, there's so, even what we were, you were talking about earlier, um, certain things causing you went down one path of what can cause disease yeah but there's so many layers so it's like 
if, if you don't want your family lineage of a certain disease, you can literally do healing around it and change the vibration about it and not let it come fully into your field and land into your field if you don't want that. Exactly. That's your choice. Yeah. So it was interesting to even go back to like levels of where we are on the spiritual journey is knowing you can just see by a simple, I was like, if I were, I, I was like, it would take me like literally a few hours to bring you up to speed, mm-hmm. to get you to a place to show you and explain why I'm saying yes. And exactly. Cause I have to explain all these other factors first that would come into play to even get, but you just want this more they, and they can't digest it like, and they, they can't they're just it. not there yet exactly. it's like what we were talking about before we're like we're we're gonna talk about like <laughs> yeah where we're at in our journeys and how hard it is you said it's it's when you removed yourself from a place for example just like when we talk about moving yourself from food and then you come back into it I know for me we had to remove ourselves say with like they remove all the walls to then have an understanding and then you come back in and you have this new understanding and you realize like all these other people you're with are not at the same understanding as you. Mm-hmm. So then a situation can happen. I'm sure you deal with it on your job. A situation can happen and you're like, eh, I'm just bothered by it. They still are, right? Because they're still in that understanding. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, how are you there? And you're like, well, because of this, this, and this. And like, they don't even get it. And it's so wild because I had to do, so I left in my event planning world in order to get sober, to be more spiritually aligned. And I, that's where I did yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. I had a contract to fulfill post-COVID from my event planning days <laughs> the run groom was like I know you don't do this anymore I like left my email signature in there one day for like my yoga and he's like I know that you're not an event planner anymore and so I ended up doing this three-day event for 80 something people by myself I normally would have a staff of five mm-hmm. they were laughing because they were like you're the zen planner I led a meditation the morning of the wedding I was so chill and it was like because I had to leave that world have a brand new understanding of it that then when I came back into it shit didn't bother me the way it did. That's how it's me at the restaurant. And it's so interesting. The other day, one of my coworkers, he was like, okay, when this table gets up, this table over here is going to move to next to that table because they're all friends. And it was like this jazz brunchy thing happening, right? And he's like, so once that table gets up, just don't let the host seat everyone there, but she should know and blah, blah, blah. Well, the host seats someone there before the table can move over. And he just fucking loses his shit. And he's like, yeah, she's so fucking stupid. And then she put them over there. And then I'm just going to fucking quit. <laughs> and I was like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, yeah, bro, for a minute. And then I took one step back and I'm like, used to be me. I used to get that fucking worked up that all the time I was just going to fucking quit. Mm-hmm. because it triggered something and then everything in me and like I was like wow I've come a long way <laughs> right isn't that fun because for me yeah. there were situations that happened that event like I said I was alone doing it which I'm like how am I doing this alone but then there were situations where I'd be like it'll all work out and I would see and it was and it always does <laughs> you no know, it was wild like I got to the airport and like couldn't get to my rental car but then it ended up being a blessing because then the next day when I got it they were like oh we have a van available for you now this like new rental place and I'm like cool that's actually way bigger and I needed it and then that van ended up helping me other times like like things were happening because I now knew how to just be in the flow state and how to trust God and like how to trust my intuition where as a planner before I did a lot out of fear mm-hmm. so I was like wasting my energy doing all that so now to like re-enter the situation I was like 
oh, I'm actually able to do this job better. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to do it, which is cool. Now I'm like, right. hey, I'm good. Same. I don't need to be in it. Yeah. But I did it for the job. I did it to honor a commitment, be impeccable my word. And it went great mm-hmm. because of that understanding. And I watched people freak out mm-hmm. that I normally would have been one of those people. And I would just kind of laugh like, huh, interesting to still be in that state. Like, I'll pray for you. Like, <laughs> well, I had, like, I had I another customer you. with her daughter's baby shower and she came in early and she's super type A lady that needs to fucking control everything. And back in the day, I would get really angry over that. Yeah, same. Right. And that would just annoy the crap out of me. But I just like stayed back and I actually never looked her in the eye because I knew if I looked the bear in the eye, it would <laughs> give her an opportunity to yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. So I put up an energetic bar- barrier. I just didn't look her in the eye and I didn't feed into her fear Yeah, because I know it's all going to be fine That's and everyone's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So then I was, she would try to control things and I'd be like, you can't do, I'm, I'm literally, this is planned for something. And she'd be like, oh, then finally by the end, she came up to us and she's like, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, you were like, you need to calm down yeah. and let us do our job. Because if you're trying to do our job, now you're fucking up our job. Yeah. And that's like the biggest lesson in it though, is like learning how to not let, like when we choose, because we chose, right? When we choose to go back to these places that are at a different vibration than where we are now, like Mm -hmm. they're at that lower vibration, whatever, we have to actively remember to continue to stay high mm-hmm. and not because they can easily pull us right back easily down. slip easily. right back in but it's because and so i'm noticing that now too where it's like my job has been like this spiritual like if i'm not meditating every day if i'm not praying every day if i'm not doing my journaling i can easily be pulled back down mm-hmm. when i go back to these places mm-hmm. and that when things are going really good i still have to do mm-hmm. my spiritual maintenance yeah. because like that's how it's sucked back in easily mm-hmm. and it's like nope i'm at this level because of this it's my yes. medicine yeah if i don't keep taking my medicine i'm gonna like get sick again yeah. mm-hmm. and like that's i think like the trick of like staying at that higher vibration and then pulling people up with us mm-hmm. is like giving these little nuggets yeah attraction not promotion we're like I don't exactly right we just Mm -hmm. act in a way Mm because the way it's been explained to me and I love this expression is they call it like the tango they're like all of us are relating so when you decide to like stop dancing the other person automatically has to change what they're doing so like if you have to so when you stop engaging with that woman who's upset she automatically has to change what she's doing Mm -hmm. so it all we can control that situation Mm -hmm. of like hey i'm not lowering down to your level Mm -hmm. you have to come up to mine if you want to interact with me Mm -hmm. and so it can be like a really powerful place and i i agree with what you were saying before i don't know if you said it while we were recording of like we're meant to go back to these places sometimes to try and uplift people to be like come come like you can rise up too Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's like being an example of a different way of being in the world yep and it, we teach to teach us to demonstrate, which is what A Course in Miracles says. Mm. So to teach us to demonstrate. So it's not to go in and tell you like, you should do this and you should it's not do that. Issue. It's like you embody the frequency mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever you're, you're embodying. And then people just naturally are maybe drawn to you or might ask you, what do you do? Because mm-hmm. it's just a different energy and a different vibe that is, that draws people. And in. they notice your actions. Mm-hmm. And they notice your actions and, and it's really interesting, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a demonstration. So whenever you're in relation with someone else and the, the way is to become the embodiment of what you're seeking. Mm -hmm. And then it is an energetic invitation for them to come and meet you there. Mm -hmm. Will they maybe, maybe not. And we have no control over that. And I'm remembering a conversation that we had Teal and I 
almost a year ago, maybe even. And I was sharing with Teal. I'm like, I don't know what is happening with my life. I love this story. <laughs> but like so many people just continue to fall away and fall out of it. And Teal was like, can I just let you like, can I share an observation? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she said, everyone who's in your life is, is really doing the deep work on themselves. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit that's true and it was like even even one friend of ours that were like questionable like it yeah. but he really was showing up and doing deep work on himself on his individual journey and like he was still in my field and then teal was and but it, i was like oh my god you're you're right and uh it was that was really helpful because i was like what the actual fuck is happening <laughs> like, well and sometimes though too like people fall away but then they everyone kind of also goes on their individual journey yeah and then what's interesting is then years can pass and then you meet back up and it's like mm -hmm. whoa you whoa you well what's funny is when it doesn't happen yeah. so like I had this guy who I was in love yeah. with yeah a long time ago yeah I yeah. mean you never know you never know but he found me a few years ago and we hadn't talked we hadn't dated in 15 years we hadn't seen each other in right eight or something right and he reaches out and we're like kind of communicating because like I've also known him for at this point, 20 years, even though we haven't been fully in each other's lives, like I've known him since I was 20 years old. And I, the way he was communicating with me and stuff, I'm like, I felt like we transported back to 2007 when yeah. we dated. And I'm like, you're still <laughs> like, and he's 10 years older than me. So I'm like, you're like a 50 year old man and you're still uh -huh. where am I like I'm a grown woman how are you still trying to play the same game with me as you played like 15 years yeah. and you think I'm in a what like <laughs> I it was the weirdest fucking thing and clearly what was crazy is then after a week he just like disappeared <laughs> I'm like but how did you even get in <laughs> oh, oh but can we speak to how they get in because yeah. Yes, I love you. I really didn't get how it like I mean it I tied, have my theories with that it tied up a contract I'll say that it fully okay. tied up a contract um mm -hmm. and I was actually reading the book at the time sacred contract so it actually fully aligned of yeah. like this whole thing it played out really coolly but still there was like this other side to the coin where I'm like wait but how did you get in yeah because we are not even in the same like freaking hemisphere mm -hmm. yeah Right. And so I have this conversation with my friend Tiff quite often <laughs> and she, we should have her on actually, but talking about this because, oh my God, so much happened this, this last weekend, just to illustrate this, but, um, she, she is like us, like very conscious, self-aware, done a lot of work on herself, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, she tends to go toward slash different men vibrate into her field that just really are not on the same level as her. And, but for a time they can hold the frequency right? for a time. It could be an hour, it could be a week, it could be a month and like, but then they can't sustain it. Yeah. And so they get in, right? Like we're vibrating at a close enough frequency that we can like do a little tango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they can't hold it. So they have to fall away. Mm -hmm. And it was just so beautiful, like profoundly beautiful, how the universe 
always is communicating with us, right? And so she came with me to this event this past weekend, and there was this man there, and he was very like he was a wizardy man. I think he was a r- real wizard. Wizardy man. Wizardy man. Hope he listens Not to this. Expect that. Oh, like, oh, of course he was. So anyway, Tiff, he's he's talking about, and this, I would love. I'm so glad this is coming up because he used to work for a matchmaking company. And I have a lot of feelings about just that in general, yeah. right? Because anyway, we can we can speak to that in a minute. But he said, I realize that they don't they don't really help anyone and it's completely out of alignment. And he was like, but I saw what they do. And then I realized I have to do the exact opposite, mm-hmm. which is basically what I was saying before, which is to embody and become that which we see, yeah, right? Be the change. Be the change, which actually means like you you pray for this type of connection or relationship. Guess what? Every single thing in your vibration that isn't aligned with that needs to come up and be alchemized, healed, released, detoxed, et cetera, or held, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And that is the process. So anyway, he was saying that so he learned all this and then he, he was able to embody what he was seeking. And now he's with this beautiful woman. And he was saying compatibility is everything, which I'm really seeing, I think, is to be yeah. very true um compatibility is is so much of a part of it he was like you know it doesn't really matter what you look like it doesn't matter how much money it doesn't matter this 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 Mm -hmm. and so tiff says well why have i never had that right this guy's never met her before he's like you're too high and i'm like listening (laughs) and i know already what he's gonna say and she's looking at him and he's like he's like yeah your your frequency is too high it's up not too high but too high for the, you keep going down into the lower frequencies and kind of, you know, playing, messing around in the lower frequencies. And so it's not giving that opportunity for this level, someone on your level that can meet you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, because I've been saying that to her. Yeah. And she and I actually create, I, I think she created this analogy and, and it's like starting to catch fire like in, in our friend circle. But, and it, this is not to sound, you know, whatever it sounds like that we're higher or lower or whatever it's just a level of consciousness further on the path yeah further it's further and behind on the path it's not a level of up or down yeah like literally like too yeah we've had a willingness to do certain things and yeah. having an unwillingness so i feel like willingness Side is note as it. well i just came across a dolores cannon clip that's kind of circulating right now on instagram and she talks about not everyone in this life is meant to do all say. this stuff some people chose to have a resting life. Yeah. So they're just here to float through and do the thing. Mm-hmm. So us in the position that we are in, going back to an earlier conversation mm-hmm. before we even turn this on, is that is we have to work on our judgments. Yeah, and we have to work on our like <laughs> thinking that everyone has to awaken in this life, which they don't. And I was slapped in the face by that, by spirit during the pandemic, because literally spirit was like, who the fuck are you uh-huh. to decide someone else's awakening exactly. yeah. that's not your that's not your choice like yeah. literally who the fuck are you yeah yeah like you're like let them you need to step back and let you, them you're they know Just who you them. are they know the the information that you hold let them come to you if they want to otherwise mm-hmm. like and that i feel like goes with any religion or anything the minute you start soapboxing or preaching or trying to you're going to shut people mm-hmm. down again attraction not promotion and yeah even, that's like as as women who want to want to embody the divine feminine it's always sit back and let them mm-hmm. yeah it's always sit back let me just and i talk about this all the time mm-hmm. and see that's the difference when you talk about tip like to relate to what you're saying if you can tip, go back is to it, your thing is it letting them rise up she's going, going down. down and this is exact perfectly aligned <laughs> dude this podcast i have a feeling with where you're going with that, that is absolutely perfectly yeah. aligned and it's actually a funny joke that we now just joke around about um but I think she came up with the analogy of like, 
like the penthouse, right? Like there's a there's a level that's the penthouse level and there's different floors and there's the lobby, yeah. right? And and I relate fully to this, like prior to the relationship I'm in now, I was like, what, you know, it's been a journey for me, which is part of my learning and all that stuff. But um, I we were saying, she was saying, you know, these guys like that were kind of entertaining actually are a lobby level yeah, or like a third floor or whatever. And like, if we may, we're going to say that we're a higher frequency, like a penthouse level. If not, you did the work, you will be a higher. Yeah, and not, not to do be it like, hold it, you will be. That's not it just, it, it's just energy. It's, and, yeah. and I'm not saying I'm there or I've arrived. You or can, it's, it's okay. Go ahead. Well, I really don't feel that, but like, but so we would, it's really funny. Cause we're like no penthouse now. And so I started sharing it with people in my program, yeah. which is around relationships, like 12 step program for relationships. And like, like we are only available for penthouse level frequencies. And so then just the universe is hilarious, right? Because we go to this party that I bring her to and it's in the penthouse. Yes. <laughs> and we were like, this is just too funny. Like it's, it's. Hilarious. And then this guy in the penthouse is telling her that she's going down to the lobby basically it actually it wasn't the same party but uh, that would have been fucking awesome but but yeah so we go to this pen, we're like wait it's in the penthouse are you kidding me like we're in the elevator pressing yeah. penthouse and and it's hilarious because it's challenging sometimes if you have an experience and this is what i'm having now i have not experienced penthouse level energy in a romantic partner before ever yeah so it's very unfamiliar to me and same with with so you may think i may i may have thought <laughs> that it doesn't exist yeah or it doesn't exist for me maybe it exists for this person or that person and so it's just funny and she sent oh go ahead I was just gonna say but you're holding on to a third floor, floor fear not anymore yeah. no I'm saying but, but in the were, past yeah. previously so you're even though your energy's up here yeah your subconscious is still yeah. holding on to a lobby or third floor fear thank you of scarcity of Thank this you. or that or he doesn't have the key maybe or we live in LA we'll like not let him up yeah yes. or that we live in LA and dating is yes. hard yes. in LA and there's no good men in LA and everyone's yeah. Yeah. And so there's no room to even that part but of you to catch think about up it to this the way penthouse. with talking about LA okay so I for example I have a lot of like so a lot of my clients are either like celebrities billionaires like really really wealthy so I'm in their sphere right mm -hmm. I can get to their party sometimes so if you want to do like the penthouse analogy I don't have what they have in terms of mm -hmm. wealth, but, but I can get there sometimes. But energetically, but you're my point is so well. So when you were talking about how people have access sometimes, right? Is mm. sometimes these dudes yeah, or whatever the are able to get access to the penthouse for whatever reason, because of who they know, because they happen to watch something that maybe feel them elevated, whatever they yeah. do, they did a little bit of work to get up there, mm -hmm. but they can't sustain it. Like they you can't said. hold it, and so that happens all the time. So like recently, I just talked to a friend about this yesterday. She's having issues with a guy who like seemed amazing at first. And she's really beautiful. She's really emotionally intelligent. She's great. He's now super insecure. He's mm -hmm. getting really possessive. Mm -hmm. He's starting to act out. And I said it, and this happened to me too, where I'm like, some guys can't handle really hot, mm -hmm. emotionally available women. And it's like, they think they can. So at first they're at that level, right? And they show up, on, they mm -hmm. can't sustain it because they actually aren't the match. They're kind of like a fake where like they were able to do it in the moment to get confident to get you, but then to keep you like, they actually don't know how to continue to show up that way because mm -hmm. they haven't done the real work. And this can be in reverse as well. So yeah. we're not just saying like- No, that's just us because we're hetero, we date, we date, yeah. right? We but, date but because I have a client 
um, Raul, shout out to Raul, who, like, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, he referred me yeah. to him to me. He was a client of mine first. He's great. And he's so great. And he has the reverse experience with women, right? Where it's like that. And, and he's very embodied in his divine masculine now and, and now facing same, some of the same challenges, but it's like, we have to believe. And honestly, it's not that much of a shift. Like I was with this woman this past weekend at, at this event, this cool party thing. And, and I saw her a few times and we're getting to know each other and I'm hearing her, her narrative and go back to like the, what was that one? One of the first podcasts that Sarah and I, Sarah Wolf and I did together the re, re- of rewriting your story or yeah. changing your narrative or whatever, but like our well, narrative, yeah. the subconscious is always going to override. So yeah. like you were saying, if it's a subconscious fear, that's going to run the show. Cause that's based on our protection patterns. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing this woman and she's really beautiful and sweet and nice personality and all the things. And every time I see her, she's telling me a story that, you know, she's this age and there's no men in LA and, da, da, and nobody ever wants to be serious with her and blah, blah. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like this, this honestly was me not that long ago and like in and out so oh I believe now no now I don't now yeah. I do now I don't you couldn't sustain the belief. wavering you couldn't sustain the, belief. the wobble yeah. and there's a wobble by the way when you're shifting into these higher frequencies yeah. as well so normal to wobble yeah normal, yeah. To wobble. normal to wobble. totally because you're like oh I would normally act like this but I'm not reacting like that but yeah. I feel like it should be popping up but it's not happening yeah, okay maybe I'm over here but I don't know maybe like it's, yeah. it's like this weird and that's what I share with my, my clients, right? It's like when a baby's learning to walk, like they're going to wobble around at first. So same when we're shifting into a higher frequency and a different narrative, but this woman, like she's saying, telling me the same story this last weekend. And I was like, and I remember Louise Hay, who's like the person, the author, the teacher that really started me on my path with her book. And I've mentioned it before, but you can heal your life. Um, she always says, like, if you want to know how someone views the world, just listen to how they talk. Yeah. They will tell you everything you need to know. Yes. And I'm listening to this woman and I'm like, she's literally creating this experience over and over and over and over. I've done it too. Yeah. Been You're there. Like guilty. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I love you. This has been my experience. Well, but listen, and, and my coach even recently, because I was still like, can I, can I please God have a relationship? Like the type that I witness sometimes with people that's just so beautiful, sacred union, conscious partnership, blah, blah, blah. And it's not butterflies and rainbows, by the way, BT dubs, we'll come back to that with the, I want to come back to that because you mentioned something about like when the woman is beautiful, gorgeous, whatever. And then the guy, so let's come back. But, um, uh, oh gosh, what was my train of thought? You want partnership with your coach. So my coach was saying to me, can you be willing to ima- just open to the possibility that there is something that you personally have not experienced yet, but it's a possibility of what you desire is actually out there, which for me was someone that I'm very attracted to mm-hmm. and is healthy and self-aware and conscious and doing the work. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can literally boom comes into my life. Mm-hmm. That's how fast it can happen, yep. mm-hmm. especially because the energy right now is very, is, is speeding up. Mm-hmm. So that but then there's other pieces that come into play right so whoever is maybe the higher frequency is going to invite the person who's not as high of a frequency to rise which then going back to everything in the way of that is going to need to come up so you're going to meet yourself in every person you relate to mm-hmm. and so that can be very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and now I'm having the experience of like seeing some things for myself and it's okay it's not excruciating thank god like how it has been in the past but I'm seeing things within myself that I'm like, 
Oh, cool. Like this work is not really done ever. Mm-hmm. No, and you learn more. I actually just with the one of the people that I'm seeing, I actually just had to have the conversation with him mm-hmm. where he was like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't date for like a year, this and that. And I was like, listen. I get there. I've been there. I didn't date for nine months. I didn't date for eight months. I said, and then you want to know what I did the moment I started dating again? The same bullshit before. Oh, the hate. All the time. Because you know why? Go back to episode whatever it is. We don't heal in a vacuum. And it's like, not that we always need, there There is a time Mm -hmm. and place for solitude. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and place. But I did more work when I did like 90 days, no men Mm -hmm. of like conscious work than I did in those nine months for those eight months where I was celibate and not dating like Mm -hmm. those two times. And so I was explaining to him, I was like, listen, if that's what you feel you need, go for it. Mm -hmm. But also understand that if, if you want to do work quick, mm-hmm. get into a relationship. Yeah. Like, Thank you. With a healthy person, granted. Don't right. don't ever do with anyone of you. Uh-huh. And because it's like, it was me that we're talking about me. And I was like, I've, I said, have I been unhealthy in any way? And he's like, no, actually you've been great. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And I said to him, I was like, I would love to continue this journey with you because I'm learning a lot about myself. And I feel like we're meeting each other in ways and we're growing together that mm-hmm. like, until that growth stuff happening, like, can we see where this goes? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's where we're at right now, mm. where it's literally like, well, we communicate we're doing this like let's just do it until the growth stops and it's kind of like maybe this and I'm trying to I've changed my view on relationships now the same with you like yeah can I view that as a possibility of like mm-hmm. I can grow with a person in a relationship and I had to change it and it bam come into my life right bam. away it's happening and it's like now. start just really start start play with the energy like we talked about a few episodes mm-hmm. ago like Try not to take it so seriously. Like, what if all of it? Yeah. What if try not to take all of it so seriously? Okay. And all of it, all of it, all of it. And knowing yourself, like, yeah. I'm paying attention. Well, the biggest thing I've learned in relationships right now is how I feel. Yeah. And so I'll go to myself, like, to really tie it all together of like knowing ourselves, being in tune with ourselves. I will sit in a moment and be like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And then I communicate and go, actually, I don't like how you just made me feel. Mm. And I really don't, I'm not into this. So like, I'm going to pull back and I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And then I told you too, right before we started recording that with one of the people, I was like, yeah, I got really angry about something. And then he was like, well, you didn't express that to me. Like you didn't come to me angry. And I said, well, in the moment you weren't able to hold that. Mm-hmm. I said, so I went to, with my anger to someone else who could hold space for me. And then I came back to you. And it was funny because he was like, so appreciative of it too. Yes. It's true. He wasn't in a place to hold space for me in uh-huh. that way. And so I didn't expect that of him. Yes. I was, and so it's funny now, like, I'm like, whoa, I'm seeing all the work I've done in the past. I would have went to the person and been like, you did this, this, and this. And I'm so, I can't believe you. I'm like, I didn't it's like mm-hmm. pull away. Yeah. I'm very in tune with myself. Okay. How am I feeling? I go with people that I trust. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to that person when they're ready and they approach me saying, I can yeah. now hold space and then explain it. And so it's kind of wild. Like, I'm having the same thing as Jess for like, my belief system was so like, I'll never find a guy that like, and then I started changing of like, oh wait, no, I want a guy that like, I'm really attracted to, that's willing to meet me at the same level. And it's funny because I had asked this one person, I was like, what have you been praying for? And he's like, I literally asked God to give me someone that shows up the same way I do. Mm. And it was kind of like, okay, like, I guess this is aligned in this moment. And I'm like, let's just keep going with it until it's not aligned anymore. Mm. I used to future trip and be like, we have to end it now because yeah. what happens? Yeah. Who breaks each other's oh, yeah. heart? And it's right. like, oh, can yeah. we just go to the end of the road? Yeah, like, totally. totally. And, but that, th- these are, these things that you're mentioning are are really important. So like really listen to what Teal is sharing because these, you don't have to be perfect. We're all going to have our stuff come up, but it's like, when it comes up, how do we handle it in a conscious, yeah. loving way for everyone, for ourselves, for the person? Yeah. And do no harm to everyone. Right. First ourselves. Yes. Too. I think people, when they think of that, 
they forget to include themselves. Mm-hmm. And so yourself the, is number right? one. The freaking mask on the plane. Every you know, a lot of people use it as the analogy, but it's a great analogy. But it's not. It's not. That's a programming. Yeah. That's a programming of disconnection to self love and self healing and putting yourself first. I feel like this is like five thirty. I was gonna say we were in the same age. I was like, I feel like this is a bigger conversation. I would love Mm -hmm. to have. Like, let's do it again because I. I would love to talk to. I've been starting to do these love letters to myself. I've made events to myself, and it's. since then Aww. love has come in in a beautiful ways and so i'd love to talk about that at some point with you yes. guys yeah because i feel like you've been on similar journeys yes. and understand that and so yeah maybe next time we can talk about the self-love this time is all yeah. about being in tune and knowing ourselves and our bodies and all, this all the rare. levels yeah. but like just just real quick like the ability we grow our containers right yeah. so initially i had no not even a choice and i've talked about this before like when i got triggered i'd go straight to the person like yep. and it's like wait what is even can i have enough of a container to hold myself this is being available to yourself so if you are attracting unavailable people and you're having that go down this is how part of how you become available is like, wait, hold on. What am I feeling? What am I needing? What am I doing? And then I love the whole, like I have a board of directors Yeah. and you two are both on it. <laughs> and I literally will go to my friends first. Well, either myself, what's happening for me, what's coming up, what am I feeling? What's mm-hmm. happening in my body or go to my friends and at, like, and bounce off of them or be triggered with them. And I will ask permission for like, do yeah. you have the space? You always ask me, you always ask yeah, me. Yeah, and it, it. that's very loving. And on the way here, my client Raul again, hi Raul. I'm just like <laughs> giving you some shout outs. Yeah. He was messaging me like in the boxer support that I offer. And he was like, he was had this experience with this woman where she just emotionally dumped on him. Yeah. And I was sharing with him about like, the energy of the divine masculine and how do you handle a woman's emotions, which I'd love to speak to that in a longer one as yeah. well. And I shared with them, I'm like, the masculine is like the river bank and the woman can be the river running wild and yes. the masculine just holds. And he's like, he's the container. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, this one overflowing over the bank. <laughs> and it was just, so, I could hear him saying that. Oh, that was so it was so funny. And we're like laughing the whole yeah. time. And I, and I was sharing with him anyway, it's a longer thing, but basically also, there's a point of like, do you have a container or capacity to be able to hold that for someone? If yeah. you don't, that is not loving for yourself. Yep. And that's and not loving for them, not loving for them. So more than okay to say, like, listen, I, I really, you know, I, I, I care about you or whatever it is. Like, I want to support you. I don't have the full capacity to, to yeah. do this in this moment, but like it changes, it changes everything to be able to consciously. And I, I got triggered by this other, this girl that I, she used to be my, well, I don't want to say who it is. No. <laughs> But I got super fucking triggered last week by something and it hit deep. It was like, I'm like, oh, good. But I figured out what was being triggered for me within 20 minutes. I like, I was like, oh, it's, it's if someone has like leverage and power over me and then I have no, like no way to shift that because I need something from them mm-hmm. bad yeah. or if they say one thing and do another fucking triggering. Yeah. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, damn, this is a reflection of the work that I've done that I can go. And then I sent it to Tiff and she goes, holy (laughs) self-awareness. But like, you're in tune. We're in mm -hmm. tune. We're just Mm -hmm. understanding what's happening. Our body has always been trying to send us signals. We just never were able to pick up on them. We weren't, we weren't. Uh, we didn't know what they no, were. We just, we were getting pings and we're like, what the fuck is this pain? And we're like, something's wrong with us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, this was lovely, I gotta yeah. turn on the air conditioning. I have I'm like go. fucking dying. We're I think Melly's dying. It's like one million degrees out, and we're like sitting here, like for the greater good of the for the sound greater quality. good of the sound. We turned it off. She has to go back to her dogs. Yeah, let's do this again. This is this so much great. fun. You're Thanks so for coming yeah. over. Yeah. yeah.
Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for watching and listening and we'll talk with you again soon. Bye. Bye guys.